you know, on the one hand, we can, we can come up to the prayer line when we have our prayer counselors here and we say, would you pray with me? I got a report from the doctor. I only have maybe a year to live. Can we just stand in agreement? I believe God. I know he's a healer and I believe God can move. But when you're going through marriage difficulty, you don't believe God can move. Will you pray for me? I need some strength because I'm about to kill somebody. <laughs> and I'm leaving. Well, we believe God can work. No, God, no, I, I've been, I done talked to God already. And I, and I believe he's in agreement with me. <laughs> now, we can believe that he can miraculously heal us. But we don't believe he can change men's hearts and women's hearts. This is Jerry G. Martin. If your marriage is being challenged right now, today's message is for you. And if you know someone who's been challenged, invite them to listen as well. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman commits adultery. Anybody want to just take your pen? Let's just scratch this out of the Word of God. Because uh, I know he didn't mean that for today, did he? See how y'all looking at me? I'm just, I just read what he said. He says, anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness. Why are they saying that about a man divorcing his wife? Because a woman couldn't divorce her husband back then. So it was all on the man. So he's talking about the man and marries another woman. You commit adultery. In this text, we see Jesus doing the work of the kingdom. He's ministering to the needs of the people. When the church folks approach him, the Pharisees, they come up and, in, and they ask this question. This question was unrelated to what he was doing. And a question is still being asked today by church folks. Is it okay to divorce? They're not asking that no more. They're just telling you they, they're divorced. Okay, pastor, I'm leaving. Okay, pastor, we're getting a divorce. They don't even ask no more. Jesus takes him to the word, and the, and the word takes him to the beginning, that the creator made them male and female. He said, I'll make you male and female. You're going to be one. You're going to be a matched pair. We're going to leave and cleave. You're going to be glued together. And he said, what God has joined let not man separate. In other words, he says, here's what you do. You go to the church. Pastor, we want to get married. Somebody asked me the other day, would you marry me, pastor? I said, well, I'm already married. Uh, would you perform the ceremony? Oh, that. Would you marry us? You know, yeah, we'll marry you. They come to the pastor to get married, but you don't come to the pastor to get divorced. We want to get married in the church. In the church? Yes, in the church. In the church, with the blessings of the church. We want you to pray over us and bless us. That's when you get married. But nobody ever comes says, Pastor, we want you to undo the prayer that you did over us and separate us so we can go our separate ways. They don't do that. You go to the pastor to get married, you go to the world system to get unmarried. See, church folks are still looking for loopholes today to justify their actions of abandoning their marriage. Jesus replied, Moses didn't command it, he permitted it because of the hardness, the stubbornness, the unwillingness to give 
and to forgive. Jesus said, only marital unfaithfulness. That don't mean wait around and sneak around so you can find something. I was just waiting for that. Jesus then raised the standard. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marriage another woman commits adultery. Jesus understood something about divorce that the Pharisee did not understand. And we can find it in Malachi chapter 2. Malachi chapter 2. God was through the prophet Malachi talking to the people of Israel about the way that they were functioning. He says in Malachi chapter 2 verse 13 after he's given them a list of things that they were doing and their sacrifices and whatever. And God says, and another thing you do. Here's what God said. You flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and well because he no longer pays attention to your offerings or accept them with pleasure from your hands. And you say, Lord, why you're not accepting our offerings and why you're not hearing us? And he says, it is because the Lord is acting as a witness between you and the wife of your youth. Because you have broken faith with her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. He said, I don't like the way you're treating your spouse. You come in here and you want to worship, you want to praise, you want to magnify, you want to lift your hands. I know what you're doing. Has not the Lord made them one in flesh and spirit and they are his? Now look at this. And why did he make them one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. Now you want to know the purpose for marriage, he's saying? He is seeking godly offspring. God is looking far beyond your uh, matrimonial commitment that's going to last for 40, 50, 60 years, 70 years, or whatever. He's looking out in the future and saying, I need to keep a godly heritage going. I want you to get married. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. And I want you to live a godly, holy life so you can raise your kids in a godly, holy manner so they can serve me after you're gone. But if you bust up, these kids are going to go either way. They're going to go all kinds of ways. And then I got to try to grab them, pull them back in, and get them going again. He says, I am seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit. And do not break faith with the wife of your youth. And verse 16 says, I hate divorce. This is God speaking. If you got a concordance, look up. I hate and with God in it and see how many things he hates. This will rise to the top of your search. I hate divorce. God said it disturbed. And if you look at the state of our culture, how many children are in homes that have just one parent in it? I remember going on this prison visit. One of the questions that was asked of the prisoners that was in this maximum security prison, how many of you had no father in the home? And about 80% of the prisoners raised their hand, had no father. That said something. Had no father in the home. 
God says, verse 16, I hate divorce, says the Lord, and I hate a man covering himself with violence as well as with his garment, he says, says the Lord Almighty. And when we see the devastating effects of divorce, we get a better appreciation of why God hates it. In 1993, 2.3 million couples married and 1.3 million couples divorced the same year. The Bureau of Census projected that four of ten first marriages will end in divorce. Four of ten of the first marriages, not even the second. And some people have been married two, three, four, five times. I was talking to a brother not long ago, and, and he was saying, um, why don't you readjust that seat? We were going somewhere. I said, just readjust that seat if it's too, up, up too close for you. I said, oh, okay. He said, my wife likes to sit up close. I thought you were not married. He said, oh, I got married again last month. I'm thinking, how many is that? <laughs> I was like Marvin Gaye, what's going on? <laughs> now, I don't know about you. I don't want to marry nobody that's been married more than a couple times. Something is bad wrong. You've been married three times and you want me to be number four? You can say, all of my spouses died. That's still bad. <laughs> I don't want that either. That's worse. Over one million children are affected by divorce each year. Approximately one-third of divorced parents remain bitter and hostile several years after the divorce. Seventy percent of all children born in 1980, this is an old study, will spend some time of their childhood in a single-parent family. That was in 1980, and it's worse now. 75 to 80% of women or men remarry within five years after their divorce. So they're getting remarried. Second marriages are at a greater risk of ending in divorce than the first marriage. So what they're saying, your best chance of having it go is with the one you with. That was a, a survey after they said 50% of people who get married divorce and about 50% of the people who are in a marriage now would not marry the same spouse again. And we're not asking anybody to raise their hand <laughs> if you marry your spouse again or whatever. We're not starting nothing today. <laughs> we don't want you to go home and be out there in the parking lot and they got to call the police. <laughs> the most common grounds of divorce is Number one, cruelty in the marriage toward one another, whether physically or emotionally. There is desertion, where one spouse desert another. Adultery, addictions, felony convictions, non-support, financial issues. All of these issues impact our marriages and causes us to go our separate ways. Very seldom do couples who are getting married really look at this thing of permanence in their relationship. Just picture yourself being handcuffed together and deciding that you're not going to ever be broken apart. Then you got to figure out, we got to make this thing work because we are stuck together. People go into marriage even with the idea, if this doesn't work, I can always get a Divorce, if this doesn't work. That's in your mind when you're marrying this person. If you're thinking about that, when you're thinking about marrying a particular person, do not marry them. You already think, if this don't work. 
And let me just give you a, a little hint. Maybe it's too late for some of you. When you're married, and, and every marriage has conflicts. We're two different people who come together with, from two different backgrounds and, and influences and orientations and ways of doing things. If you came from the same background and the same influences, you're still a man and a woman, and you're going to be different. And so you're going to have some things you need to work out. Practice never saying to your spouse, well, we could just get a divorce. I'm going to go off and leave you. Don't say that. Even if you're thinking it, don't say it. Once you say it, you can't take it back. Oh, you think about leaving, huh? <laughs> Once that's said, then somebody start hiding their stuff, moving stuff around, getting ready, getting suspicious. So don't say that. Instead, say, listen, I don't care what happened. I'm staying with you. If you leave, I'm leaving too. I'm going with you. We ain't going, we ain't going to separate. We're going to have to make this work. I know, I know I'm not what you want me to be, but we ain't leaving. I'm going to jump on the car. I'll be riding on the hood. But we're going to be together. Just get that settled. We're going to be together, so we got to make this work. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for listening to our broadcast and our podcast. We've been bringing you a message that will hopefully be encouraging to you no matter where you are in your relationships with others. You may be single, you may be married, widowed, or divorced. I want you to know that God has his eye on you and God has his hand on you. And he is here to assist you with whatever you're going through in this day, in this hour. He has a purpose for your life. If you would like to listen to this message again, you can do so by going to our podcast at the light of the world daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's the light of the world daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message and previous messages that have aired on this station. You can also subscribe to this podcast and you will get notifications when new messages are released. I want you to know that when you're in the greater Houston area, you are invited to come and be our guest at the light of the world. We are worshiping in person each Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road. We have an expectation for God to do some amazing things through the ministry and through the people of God when you come and worship with us. For more information, go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's L-O-W-C-F.org. There are those of you who are still looking for books and Bibles, Sunday school supplies, or communion supplies. Call us at the Beacon Bookstore, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.